you guys are the origin story for <laughs> the bus that I'm driving. Yeah. Um, how did it come into your lives, and why? And that that that's me, actually. That's a little weird, right? Yeah, it's a bit weird. Usually we play a little clip of somebody talking, and then we're like, that's so-and-so, and we are such-and-such. Well, we're Ryan and Miracle. That part actually never changes. Sure, yeah. But this interview is something special. It is. We were nearing the end of our 14-month, 49-state road trip in our VW bus, Addy, when we crossed back through Clear Lake, Iowa, where I bought Addy three years earlier from a lovely couple named James and Miranda Eilders. So many people we've interviewed over the past nine seasons talk about where their bus came from, how it changed them, and set them on a completely different course in life. We sat down with James and Miranda to hear all about Addie's life before she came into ours. Well, we got lucky and won at eBay. Um, My parents got it for me as my college graduation gift, and we had been looking for quite some time. And this one popped up. It was available down in Texas and put a bit on and got it and got it delivered to us and that's how she came to be Miranda's father Ken Stark also joined us and you bought it for her for graduation yes so you knew what you were getting into not really because we bought it sight unseen (laughs) (laughs) I was expecting an interior in it and there wasn't (laughs) yeah when we opened the door and we both went oh that's not quite what we said Because it came trailered. Yep. Wait a second. Addie didn't have an interior, like, at all? We had to know what the story was there. Just what we had heard. He he sold car stereos. He was running competition subwoofers out of of it. And we go to the DB drag races is what they're called, you know, where it's whoever can make the most noise. Um, And he was using the 79 Volkswagen bus to compete in car stereo. Competitions. Mm-hmm. Story uh, yeah. Don't know if she won anything. <laughs> that would explain why there wasn't any interior. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they had ripped it all out and put nothing but but subwoofer boxes in the back of it. Mm-hmm. it but it had the camp top. It did still have the camp top. Yeah. Uh-huh. So back up. I mean, you guys had had buses. Your brother had mm-hmm. buses growing up. You know. It was something that, and you're a hippie, have been a hippie for years, um, kind of grew up in that bus lifestyle for you guys. What did you think of your kids driving around in old VW buses? Well, they took an 84 all the way down to Florida. I think you, made were, it. you were a senior. I was 17. Yeah. Yep. It didn't make it all the way, but some nice gentlemen, we cooked grilled cheese and he helped push it into the gas station and called home for help and we're told... We hit some money in the glove box. Why don't you find that no, and use that? No, it was in the headlight. It was in the, that's right. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you pull that out and use that? Okay. <laughs> well, we made it. That's for the 2000 Fish concert, yep. right? Yeah, 99-2000. New Year's Eve. That was a fun adventure. I just remember it being super-duper windy on the way back, and my brother was yelling at me to hold, hold it on, hold the canopy down. So I was in the back holding on. I'm thinking, maybe we should just pull over, but that was not an option with him. And then when you graduated college, this was your present for graduating. And then I got my own. (laughs) And then we spent, what, three years? Two years at least getting her fixed up. Yeah. Ken and James worked on Addy, installing an interior and speakers with considerably less space. But like any VW owner story, 
things did not go as planned. I still love telling the story that we were just tooling around town with the dogs the one day, and we got within a block and a half of the house and it started dying. And I fire it back up and get a you know a driveway down the road and it would stall again. So I said, All right, shut it off. Let me crawl underneath it. So I'm laying on the side of the street out here, literally five blocks from where we're sitting right now. I said, all right, try to fire it up. And I look up and there's a splice in a wire that is sparking off the gas tank as she is trying to fire it up. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> <laughs> we pushed it home. <laughs> we needed help because we used to have an inclined driveway to get her into the garage. So the yeah. neighbors came and helped push her up and in. Yeah. But she sat there for a while after that. Yeah, and a couple <laughs> buddies then yeah. started rerunning full electrical so that every wire was... Mm-hmm. Whole. <laughs> yes. I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 No, she uh, had a leaky windshield there for a while that we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. It took her, you know, me and my 19-year-old self took her through the car wash. It's not a good decision. <laughs> we did not do that again. <laughs> and when did you decide that you guys were going to uh, give up the bus or not be able to keep it? Or I would say probably when the kids came. Um the fact that we couldn't, I know, we couldn't travel with them safely. Now they'd be fine at the age that they're at now, but when they were littler, it's like, you don't have car seats, you don't have this, you know, it's going to be 12 years probably before you can actually use it. And it was like, somebody needs to use it. Well, and so. we've gotten, you know, so the electrical story, Yeah. it had then sat in the garage for... Like four years at least. At least two or three as I was working on rerunning wires well, then, so we get all the wires reran, and of course, then it won't start. And then she's blaming me for what did I do wrong, you know, and all. Um, but we just kind of left it alone, then. you know, again, because we had little ones, we weren't, um, we even moved it mm-hmm. um, without it running. Can you tote it with your truck? Or if I remember correctly, it is tow strap. Um, we pulled it across the highway. <laughs> um, and then as we were getting ready to sell it, it's like, you know, you're well, looking at them. You, we told it from your old house to yeah. your new house. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at them. They sell for so much more if they're running than if they're not. And so I was looking at it and I said, I'm going to pull the carb apart and at least clean it and just do a couple more last-ditch effort things. And so we pulled the carb apart and fired right up. And she's looking at me. You could do one other thing. You had to hook one thing up. Well, we changed the battery. What? But and mm-hmm. we got it running, and then she was like, "I don't know if I want to sell it." What is going? So, but they did list Addie on eBay. So we listed her once, unrunning because I hadn't gone through the carb or any of that, and never even hit the reserve on it. Um, and so that's when I said, "Okay, let me." do a couple of quick things that I know how to do because I'm not mechanically inclined. That's him. Um, <laughs> but it was, I didn't want to bother him. Let's at least try a couple of things that I can do comfortably myself. And um, So then relisted it and you started bidding and then we were getting excited because it's, and then there was another guy that came in and he started bidding and was back and forth and you know, of course you're hitting refresh on eBay you know, because you're wanting to see where it's going. Um and it ended up that it went to the other guy. Um, and as soon as the bidding was closed, he 
I know I want it for this price, but he started negotiating. There's there's issue. You know, I can see issues with this, and I, I have problems with this. And so, would you take a thousand dollars less or whatever? Well, I don't even remember now. But it was like, no, that's not the way eBay works, you know. <laughs> um, and so we finally just unaccepted the deal and closed it out, and then reached out to you and went, okay, this was your last offer. Would you take it? Um, and you came back and said yes, and. Mm-hmm. I, I was thrilled, and uh, and one of the things that I told you that I could do, I was like, you know, I'm offering yes, X amount yes, of money. Please tell this. And I was like, and I plan to, you know, do a writing project, and this is going to be the vehicle that I'm going to go and I'm going to research, and yeah. I'm going to drive it all around, and I can I can put you in the acknowledgments of the book, um, which I've not had that book published yet, yeah. and then of course there's. I'm hoping gonna be a book to come out of this trip, a nonfiction book. So uh, you'll you'll be in the story and then you'll also be in the acknowledgements. I loved getting your signed books because now we have an original Because that was the other deal. That That was the other one. We'll give it to you for that price, but you have to bring us copies of your book signed and we still have those at home. Yeah, we do. And then then we donated one to our And then you donated one to our Clear Lake Library, which is here at the library now. Yep. Um, I totally forgot about this. Uh, You know, I forget most of this because it was kind of a whirlwind and my life was changing pretty fast at that point. My longtime co-worker, Kay Webster, had just died a few weeks prior. And every week we would go out and play trivia and she would bring her husband, Neil, who had owned more than his fair share of buses. And each week, Neil would ask if I had found a bus yet. And before I could answer, Kay would interrupt and call me a chicken. So when she suddenly died... I put in a winning bid on this bus, and Neil volunteered to drive with me and trailer the bus back home to Ohio. It's a good thing we met up with James and Miranda, because they remember the details. When you came to pick her up, um, you were pretty shy and quiet. You were very quiet. You know, it was, is it Neil? Neil. Neil. That we kind of led the conversation, and I think... Part of it was because he knew what he was talking about a little bit more than either you or I did. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but so you pulled away, and I was like, "Nice guy, but kind of shy, kind of quiet," you know. And then I started reading your books. <laughs> it was like, okay, different light of, of Ryan now. <laughs> That's what uh, like little old ladies will be like. We want to have you in your book. And like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the two novels I have published are definitely not um, kid-friendly. How hard was it to say goodbye to the best books? It's kind of like closing one. Yeah, it was more challenging than I thought. I was okay until you guys drove it away, and I'm like, no, I'm going to cry. After watching the taillights. Yeah, that was rough. So it's nice to see it brought back to life. For me, it's been so nice that you guys have the Facebook and the Instagram and all Mm -hmm. so that we can kind of live vicariously through you guys, you know, because yeah. um, this is something we would have never done no. with the bus. Oh, it no. just you isn't. You guys are a lot more daring than yeah. we ever were. Um, I might have. She wouldn't. Yeah, no, correct, correct. <laughs> so, uh, why would you have and why wouldn't you? I like to have roots down a little bit more. I like I like more predictability. Addie and just Nomad Lifestyle is too much for me I think like a little bits at a time I could go you know three weeks here three weeks there but to do it full time 
I don't know if I could do it. No. I could probably get used to it, but at some point I'd want to go home. But he could, just because he's a free spirit. <laughs> but I got nervous when we took Addie down to Kansas, you know, going down the hill, you're fine, but coming up the hill. You're going 65, 70 going down, but coming up, it's like, everybody start rocking, we got to get up the hill. <laughs> so just dealing like with the Oregon mountains and things like that, I didn't know. I don't know that I'd deal with that. <laughs> You know, I, I thought the the mountain dragging was not that bad. It was the wind, yes. like no. off yeah. the ocean. That was actually the scarier. Yeah, and then well, and cities, the wind in Texas. North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Uh... A lot changed after I bought the bus. Within a couple months, I would move out of the house I bought, restored, and owned for over ten years, signing it over as part of my divorce. I moved in with Neil saying I plan to get back on my feet in a couple of weeks. But of course, I stayed much longer, and my social circle changed and grew, and Neil became family. I began to make regular trips out to Oak Grove Import Auto Service and Dayton to our trusted hometown mechanic, Norm, and get his advice. And of course, there's you. We had a lot of good times in that bus, even before we set out on our big adventure. Well, and I just let you give because we stalk you on Facebook and, um, you know, hearing the story of how you were at wit's end and ready to sell it. And she was the one who looks at you as, you know, no, we can't do that. Um, as you were going through probably one of the worst parts of your life, you know, during the divorce, yeah. my, yeah. my ex-wife. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I lost pretty much everything except for Addie. Right. That was it. And and I had my dog, and then he died like two months later. Uh, so it was like a real country song, and uh, <laughs> and it was like, okay, well now I've got this thing, and it and it's sitting at Neil's house, and you know Neil was like, oh, well, you know, we could fix it up, and by we he meant like I was going to do it, and he was going to sit in a lawn chair and keep me company. Right. <laughs> and then I was like, I you know I need to find somebody who knows what they're talking about, and that was Norm. Yeah. And Norm has been like now he's like a great friend. I think he tolerated me. And then when you started coming around, all of a sudden he was like, oh, anytime you need anything, just call me. We've called him at midnight. He answers anytime we call. Yeah. And I mean, he knows it's us calling, so he could just not. Right. Because I would be like, oh, it's late at night. I'm not answering that call. And he always picks up. At, at the beginning. Uh, because we have a GPS tracker, so our parents can watch. Yeah. Okay. And then we also gave it to Norm. And we were going through Connecticut, and he was like, uh, I noticed you haven't stopped at an auto zone or any place to pick up oil, and you're due for an oil change. Wow. <laughs> Bless him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nord. <laughs> so, we asked them if they had any parting words of wisdom for us as we transitioned from full-time bus living to life off of the road. As far as advice yeah, goes. The best advice is just be patient and enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, take deep breaths because it does not go as planned. And just when you think you have it fixed and something else comes up and it's kind of a never ending story, but it's a fun story. So it depends if you're fixing it or not. Yeah. I was I was the observer. I would just call with issues and my dad would come and fix them for me. And then Try point to. out yep, and then point out other things that may need to get done in the future. <laughs> Did you, ever, did you ever get tired of like fixing it? Did you ever want to say, no, I think you should sell this? Or Not really. <laughs> it was her baby. <laughs> Miranda, 
thank you so much for trusting us to take care of your baby. When you and James sold Addie to me, it changed my life in ways I'll never fully understand. To say that it was the gift of a lifetime is an understatement. And if you're wondering where Addie got her name, listen to our next Detour episode, What's in a Name, to hear that story. Thanks to our sponsors, the Young Machowski Foundation and Go Westie for keeping us on the road. Until next time. <laughs>